I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. We played hard. The, The effort was there. Came down to four or five plays, probably on both sides of the ball again, that we need to execute. Had a couple busts on defense and misfits that cost us some big plays and cost us a first down or two, and that led to points. Uh, had a couple more chances on offense to score. We're going to be in a lot of games where that's the case, and, and I think just detail and consistency. We have a lot more games left. One loss, one game doesn't define what we've, you know, the months of work and preparation and things we've done as leaders and as a team to derail what what we know we can be. It's hard to see that right now. Because obviously, emotions are pretty high and still really fresh. Um, everybody got to do their job. Everybody got to tackle. Everybody got to run to that ball. That's just how. It, that's just how it is right now. It's not like I don't know if y'all trying to find like a little answer, like a like an answer to why we lost. But it's just as simple as that. We got to play some some better defense, aggressive defense. That's what it is. Run to the ball. It's that simple. Make the tackle. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan here. I am no longer alone. I've got people working for me again. I'm back. We're back. Husker Online is back and um, excited to welcome you to a new chapter of HuskerOnline.com. On September 1st, we officially started with the On3 Sports Network um, and we did a great Midnight Madness special on this as well, talking about the move and uh, coming over there. But what that means is um, all our Husker Online staff that had been with me for years, we're all back together. Robin Washett, Abby Barmore, Brian Munson, Greg Peterson, Grant Hansen, Blake Arney, and our latest addition to the staff, uh, Stephen. Do I say Stephen M. Sipple or Stephen Sipple? Uh, I think the M got lost in the, in the, the transition. Yeah, uh, either way. Either way, so we we got <laughs> we got we got Stephen Sipple from yeah. I, I call you Sip. Yeah, that's fine but too. We got Stephen Sipple from the Journal Star uh, on our staff now, and I got to tell you, Sip, we've known each other a long time, uh-huh. and Robin and I have known you for a long time. We've gotten to know Abby, but um, just now getting the chance to work with you on the same team, I am excited about what this means for Husker Online, what yeah. this means for Nebraska fans, because um, I think we're going to be able to deliver a product here together as a team. Um, that's going to be great for Nebraska fans. Oh, yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, it's all happening pretty quick now. This is all on me fast, having, <laughs> having you back. Um, I, do, I do think it'll be excellent. Um, and we're in a, it looks like we're in sort of a crazy situation already with the season. Um, so we need you on board. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're, we're not even at Labor Day weekend. Yeah, and, it's not even September yet. And, and it's like freak show city. But Is it, though? I don't know. Is, well, it, is it freak show city? Depends on where you look. There, there's, there's some freak show stuff going on uh, in certain places. Is there? I mean, compare. yes, there is. When, when was the last time you've had this much of an uproar for a coaching change before September 1st? Never. Yeah, so that that's what I'm saying. This this is that's what makes it Never. unique. Well, and Mike Riley, it ramped up pretty quick. Not that quick. Northern though. Illinois. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was a freak show. Yes, I mean, yeah. Northern Illinois. <laughs> yeah, and then they took out I Course the next week. Yeah, and yeah, that was rolling. a freak show. Yeah. yeah, this thing, boy, it's been tumultuous. I mean, it's been bre- <laughs> this has been brewing though. I mean, Bill Moose is kind of out of nowhere exit, mm-hmm. and then Trev Alberts coming in. That was last June and July. And, you know, mm-hmm. at that point, you know, things, I think, began to be different for Scott Frost. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, Frost, I, I think Trev made it known right away. Like, I'm not going to I'm not your close ally. I'm 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 your boss and I'm going to evaluate you. And, you know, I think from that point on, we've we've known that this is a possibility and losing this opener after his reduced contract. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the boss, the boss part. The, the employee-boss relationship's important. And uh, I think we some of us probably had this sort of romantic illusion of these guys. Okay, now it's the two yeah. big, tall, blonde ex The former Husker greats. Yeah, heading into the 
storm together. Uh, not really. It wasn't. It's not really. Yeah, bad. this is far from Bob Stoops and Joe Castiglione. Yeah, this is. This was <laughs> Trev Alberts coming in saying, "I got some evaluating to mm-hmm. do. And I got. We have some hard conversations right away that we have to address." And now the evaluation is probably at a pretty critical point, right? Yeah, already. And it's just that exact same situation as last year where. You know, these next two games aren't going to do a whole lot to sway the tide one way or the other. Unless and there's a loss. Unless there's the a loss. The tide would yes. sway yes. pretty fast. Then it becomes pretty easy. The tide would go over and the boat the, at that point. The story has written itself, yes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. you know, this in Oklahoma game, they're going to have to, assuming they do what they're supposed to do these next two weeks, once again, they have to go into Oklahoma and figure out a way to change the narrative. And they were able to do that to an extent last year to where yeah. I, they surprised a lot of people with how competitive that game was. They surprised people with going into Michigan State, and they should have won that game. What What's the optimism that that can happen again? And if if this is salvageable, I mean, we're we're in week one. Are <laughs> we talking about is this still salvageable? Are Are there still mm-hmm. six wins on the schedule after what you saw I think on Saturday? So. I mean, they lost by three points. <laughs> yeah, but there was a lot of red flags on there, mm-hmm. and ones that I don't know. I question their ability to get it corrected. I've been saying what I've been saying. Is I predicted seven and five. Me too. So one's off the board. You're down to six. They might not be as good as Nebraska. Nebraska might not be as good as I think they are. I might be down to five. Can they get one though? They can, might be able to get. Yeah. Can they get? They Purdue, might be able to get a bird. Can they get yeah. Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah. Can they get Iowa or Wisconsin? I mean, I, I think we can agree Michigan. <laughs> you know that that's going to be tough. And Oklahoma. I I still don't think anybody knows about Oklahoma. No, I don't. No, I like, don't. Know it, any, no yeah. one's in it, but. Uh, you're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Stephen M. Sipple, Robin Washett, Abby Barmore here joining Abby. us. Abby, welcome to the Hello, conversation. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm great. Well, I'm just sitting here hanging out, listening in the volleyball team. Not a disaster. Yeah, she's on her high horse watching the <laughs> power juggernaut volleyball program every day. The worst thing that happened to them is they went from number one to number two. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's so. devastating. News. Abby, Abby like dropped everything she was doing to write that story. What's the problem, Abby? Yeah. Is Cook lost control? Just kidding. Um, sure. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, the only reason that happened is because Texas had two great wins over Ohio State, which was a number seven ranked team. So, I mean, Nebraska didn't do anything wrong. Texas just did everything right, and here we are. Sit, Nebraska sitting at number two, and I think they're definitely totally fine with that at this point in the yeah, season. They, I, I would say. So, what do you think of the what do you think of the Nebraska football game? Uh, kind of brutal. I mean, <laughs> was it though? Was it? I yeah, don't know if I, I'd I say brutal. I enjoyed it. Was the game. Str- it was stressful yeah. to watch? I would mm-hmm. think. I mean, I, I mean, was I was. It? I think just the way it ended was brutal. The fact that yeah. they were in full control of that game and that. For the majority of that game, they look like the better team. And then the fourth quarter hit, and they can't stop the run. 14 straight run plays. That's just pure physical domination. Ooh, is that 14 straight? Yes. Yeah. And then they're 0 for 3 on third downs. The offense can't stay on the field. And Travis Vokalek goes down, and all of a sudden they can't get a first down. Like, you know, it was just how stark the crunch time performance was compared to the previous three quarters when they showed – so many flashes of looking really good. That okay. opening drive looked fantastic. There was all this hype about, wow, Nebraska's uh, a completely different program now. And then when it came down to it, the same stuff that's been happening far too long over the last four years reared its ugly head, and they lost in stunningly similar fashion. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Nebraska lost to a team that was better than. Now, that's a problem. That's mm-hmm. a coaching problem right there. Mm-hmm. John Cook, how often does John Cook lose to teams that they should beat? Hardly ever. Right. I mean, last season they had a couple of them. Utah, Louisville, that was a really That's close a one. What, but yeah, was, was Nebraska in, in the better than Louisville? Definitely better. Louisville was like number one yeah. for a while, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. I'm I talking mean, about. It was a close one, yeah. but they lost to Utah and a couple other teams. In you the see what I'm season. saying, though? Yeah. Nebraska was a better team than Northwestern. Mm hmm. Yeah. And they lost. And, they, and for the majority of the game, they played like it yeah. until yeah. it mattered. That's they were not better on the line of scrimmage, though. The Northwestern mm-hmm. offensive line. Yes. Offensive line, but Northwestern's defensive line, Sean, isn't that good? That's not know. a really good And they could line. not run the ball outside of a couple big Sean, runs. Sean, that is not a real good defensive line for Northwestern. It's not. They're slow. I mean, it's a slow. And they couldn't get the edge on them. Nope. Uh-uh. That's... All right, well, we're going to continue this conversation, um, what we call opening headlines. Usually we do opening headlines out of the gates, uh, but our opening headline was the news of Husker Online, and I am excited to be back officially on the On3 yeah, network. 
Um, if you haven't checked it out, we have a great special, and it's been rolling for the last three months because Sipple and Robin and Abby and Greg and everyone has been going there. Uh, but we're going to give you the first year for $1, and that's only going to run for a few more weeks here mm -hmm. in September um, because we're so confident in this product that we've put out. Um, go over, check it out, huskeronline.com. Sign up for a dollar. You'll get all of the content for one year. That's at huskeronline.com on the On3 Sports Network. This offer is for all Nebraska fans. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Yeah, I'm excited. We got a lot of players that never played in Memorial Stadium. I know it's going to be a special experience for them. Again, I can't uh, thank the fans that went to Ireland enough. This is a neat team. I know the fans are going to be there to support them. Uh, don't give up on this team because this is a this is a neat group of kids, and I know uh, Husker Faith will be out to support them on Saturday. It's nothing like playing in Memorial Stadium. Um, just just the energy, just being able to play on this home field, and um, just just the amount of fun that they're gonna have when they get out there, and it's just exciting, just uh, being able to be out there, and um, I think that helps you know bring a lot of energy to the team. You know, everybody knows this is our house, and um, we want to defend it. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Stephen Sipple. As you heard from head coach Scott Frost, Quentin Newsom, Huskers back home for North Dakota. I'm not sure it's going to be quite the red carpet rollout for a home opener here. But uh, before we get to that, this segment of the show brought to you by Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill, 30th and Yankee Hill Road. Tanner's is your spot to go before the game, during the game, after the game, all football, Thursday night football, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tanner Sports Bar and Grill, 30 the Yankee Hill. And Sip, I believe um, our affiliate here, the ticket, they're going to be doing some post-game stuff at Tanner's as well? I think so, yeah. they're. Gonna, I mean, pre-game stuff at Tipsy Tina and Tipsy Tina's and post-game stuff at Tanner's. I'm not involved in the post-game, so I don't really You'll eat the that. wings, though. I, yeah, I'd love the wings. You, I, man, have I had their wings? I, I, I don't know. And Sippa was the wingman of um, Dublin. You, loved, you ate a lot of wings in Ireland, didn't you? I, I, as much as they could. He literally they ate, ate them out of wings. Well, they didn't. I don't think they had a lot. Um, <laughs> he got the last batch of wings in the entire we hotel. Stayed at a gorgeous hotel, the, the Hotel Samuel. The Samuel, which is a part of the uh, the Delta Hotel Group, which is an Irish-owned company, like a Marriott company over in Ireland. Yeah, and they had a restaurant in the in the in the basement, and the wings were surprisingly good. I mean, I'm I'm a wing connoisseur, and they were they were strangely good. They weren't spicy because in Ireland they there's not spice. Mm. They don't, they, Abby, they don't do spice. I heard the hamburgers there were, it was like meatloaf. That's what Andy Kendi really? told me yeah. from Channel 7. He goes, yeah, our hamburger was like a piece of meatloaf. I mean, the just getting salt at your table was an issue. Like, sometimes you had to request salt. Yeah, the wings, though, were really strong down there. Well, well let's talk about Ireland. And, you don't want to talk about the wing? <laughs> and, you know, the trip the itself. Texture? You want to talk about the wing texture? <laughs> they call that a transition. <laughs> let's talk about the, the trip. I wasn't done with the wings, but go ahead. Yeah. N number, number one, um, what did you guys think of going out there? Um, you know, the experience, take away the game, just the buildup, the way it was handled by Nebraska, the turnout of the fans. Rob, you remember? Mm -hmm. I've been around a lot of trips, guys, <laughs> and, and I don't remember too many games like this. I mean, just over the overseas. I mean, the minute we walked into the airport in Dublin, the Husker fans were great. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable experience. Go big red chance going through customs and the people checking passports are like, what is what this? are these crazy yeah. people doing? It's, it's well, a, but it was fun, right? It was. I had my doubts. I'm not, I'll be, I'll be real. Like just from a logistical standpoint and Nebraska having to play a game of this magnitude and deal with all this other stuff, go to a different country and have to kind of adjust their entire fall camp schedule. You know, I, I, it seemed like it didn't make a lot of sense. And maybe in retrospect, uh, there was issues there. But as far as the way Nebraska apparently seemed to handle it, mm -hmm. uh, the players seemed to handle it, uh, the fans that were able to come out there, and then just the way the game was put on, um, how well it was organized from the people in Ireland and how – uh, Nebraska did their business. Uh, I don't know if it could have gone 
much better. Now, obviously, the results of the game would speak otherwise, but going into it, it the, the week went a lot more smoothly, smoother than I would have anticipated just because I, it, it seemed like such a headache um, even getting out there and, and all the stuff that came along with leading up to that trip. It's like you, your wife wants you to go to a party and you dread it, right? Mm-hmm. You just dread it. You don't want to go at all. But after you go, you're driving home, you're thinking, God, I'm glad we did that. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And I think it's kind of it's like that. That Now, they lost. But for us, from our perspective, I, from my perspective, I enjoyed the game. I, there's nothing about the trip I didn't enjoy. Everything from Ed, our driver, driving us around. <laughs> Ed right? Was the Ed man. was the man. On, was that was Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Driving us around Dublin and telling us all about Dublin. He led six different U.S. presidential motorcades, <laughs> and he was also the Husker Online driver. <laughs> yeah, clearly we were his <laughs> crowning achievement of, of driving celebrities. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a, it was a great – see, I – and the, I guess the venue to me is one of the... the stadium was gorgeous. Yeah, perhaps that's the thing I'll remember most. I don't know. Why is it gorgeous? It was the setting. You know, it was walking distance from the city center. Like there was no parking around the city. It was just, in a, it was just like, let's build it's this like neighborhood off Sheridan Boulevard. They constructed the stadium roof to where, the, the, where one of the end zone was. The roof dipped down because they legally had to to not obstruct the views from the houses that were within like 20 yards but that ma- yards. yes but that makes it look cool yeah, yeah. i agree and so this the uniqueness yeah. of the setting of the stadium how pristine that hybrid grass yeah. turf yeah. was yeah. uh it was just a, a beautiful uh setting and then it of was. course for the fans that, that made the trip they were treated to uh, a game's worth of free concessions and Incredible! That that led to some of the most magnificent beer snakes I've ever seen in my life. Incredible! And that's an incredible decision by the organizers, or or maybe made the state, who's who's ever in charge of the stadium, to just go ahead and make it free. Well, they were a cashless stadium, so there was no other way to serve. Okay, that'd be a nightmare. Like, just think if that happened in the United States. Like, they would just shut down concessions. Be like, all right, that's it. No, nothing for anybody. Well, they prided themselves in saying that they are one of the first cashless venues in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, when it was working, that tap system was smooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you took your card out, and you just tapped it and paid, and that was it. I mean, it yeah. was a pretty smooth system when it worked. Yeah, so, you know, I I still look back. I I would be hesitant to say Nebraska is going to do anything like this. Six or eight, years, six or eight time. years from now, in a long. Time. Well, now would they do? Would they do it? Because I think they would do it if they won. Now would they do it in the wake of a loss, even well, if it's six to eight years from now? I think it depends where the program's at, and I also think it depends on the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten, Kevin Warren is there, and then one of his right hand man uh, from the office, Big Ten offices, was there for the whole week. The league was really kind of eyeballing things. You see that TV rating? I did. Well, how was it? Four point four million. It was the second high. So for Nebraska, the only game last year that did a better number was the Ohio State game, which was um, 5.6. Okay. Um, okay. So it would have been their second highest rated game a year ago. It pulled a higher rating than Michigan Nebraska did on ABC. Okay. Um, so I think the Big Ten's like, this is a really valuable piece of property. If we can kind of build something with Ireland, um, Ireland would also like to get the SEC involved. Um, but for that to happen, they would need Vanderbilt or Kentucky mm-hmm. or. Maybe a Mississippi State. There are only a handful of schools in these power conferences that would even be willing to give well, up a home. And you get paid, real, really? You get paid yeah. out like three million. Michigan's not going to do it. Ohio State's not going to no, do no, it. No, no, no. Nebraska's not going to do it. You have to give up. It's a, it's a lower team. Like yeah. in, like Indiana, maybe Purdue, Maryland, Rutgers, Northwestern. There's four or five Big Ten teams that would give up a home game because you get paid like three million bucks to go out Harbaugh there. Harbaugh wouldn't go do that. No, they wouldn't. Michigan would not allow him. The to budget. Do that. You, you need to they give need, up a whole they need oh, seven. Yeah. They need 100,000 people. Yeah, you're right. No way. But I think Nebraska would entertain. I mean, who knows how many? I mean, we're, it probably wouldn't be till like four years from now that it's even entertained. And who knows where this thing's at in four years? Yeah. I just know that leading up to this, there was a lot of uh, stress about oh, make, making this yeah. thing happen. I mean, even just getting out of Lincoln. Like, they were supposed to fly out of the Lincoln airport, and there was customs issues or whatever, and they were supposed to go to Omaha, and things nearly fell apart there. Then they were thinking about having to drive to Kansas City, and it's just like, this is what we're dealing with leading up to a crucial game in our program's now, future. I would say if they did it over again, I think you take the bye after Ireland. Yes. I think what Nebraska did coming back, right away and then Travis Volkolek told me they didn't get back to the stadium until 6 30 in the morning <sighs> on Sunday 
and you play a football game and you get on a plane and have to sit, that's not ideal. So where Northwestern got all day Sunday to hydrate, rest, party, whatever, and then they left like at noon on Monday. Mm-hmm. And they got to Chicago at 2. Because they don't play this week. Yeah, no. and they got – so they their players – came in fully hydrated, fed, whatever they got to do the whole time, and then they left and on Monday, and Nebraska had to get on. So I think that if, if you did it over again, that You'd would be – have to do it that way. I, that would be my advice. Like, as greedy as you want that bye week later in the year, um, you know, it's really going to – I mean, we'll know, what, we'll, we'll know right away on Saturday, guys, yeah, what Nebraska we'll, looks we'll like. We'll see what kind of toll that has. All right, when we come back, we're going to delve into offensive storylines. We're going to talk Casey Thompson, my man Anthony Grant, uh, Trey Palmer, Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda, all the newcomers and offensive line topics next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Well, I'll talk about the game quickly if you want to, you know, and then then I'll be Belichick and move on. We did a lot. I was more encouraged than discouraged. And I told the guys three quarters, you had 440 yards, you averaged 430, you averaged eight yards, four touchdowns, one turnover that was shaky on Isaiah's, and then the, th- the fourth quarter, we didn't finish. Thompson giving ground. Here comes the pressure. He gets away from Holmes, finds his way to the outside. McLaughlin turns him around. He sets and throws, and this ball is caught. Garcia Castaneda out of a total scramble inside the 20-yard line. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Rebel Washett, Stephen Sipple. You heard Mark Whipple, and you heard the live play-by-play of Casey Thompson on that incredible play. And by the way, those announcers were doing that game remotely. Mm-hmm. That guy should have been way more excited about that call there. Oh, yeah, because he probably had no idea what was happening because like, he's watching on a screen. Can you imagine if Gus Johnson would have been in Dublin calling that play? Um, that was the one real miss for Fox, not having their people there and kind of take, yeah. taking advantage. It like there were a lot of criticisms of Fox's broadcast overall that – you know, a game of that setting, and you know they're really kind of trying to debut their college football coverage. That there was uh, a the, lot to be desired. Why the camera, did they not send somebody? I mean, I, uh, cost issue, I'm sure, but I think they were afraid of somebody getting stuck back testing positive for COVID. You know, when like this thing kind of came about. You know, if you tested positive in Dublin, you might be there for two weeks. You know, <laughs> um, and that was a real thing. I mean, we we were talking to Abby off air. The Nebraska band um, or supposedly had some positive cases coming back in. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, you know, there there was some of that early on, and I think Fox was playing it safe and saving money too. But yeah, that that was a real miss not having kind of a a pregame presence out there with those guys. And I mean, yeah, it'd, it'd be cool if they would have had like their whole set out there, sure, and done like a show. Got good ratings. I mean, it's a, maybe they didn't anticipate four point four million people watching. I don't know. You would think they would. Week zero, yeah. Nebraska, yeah. I mean, seemed like the table was set for a, a pretty good opportunity that I don't know if they capitalized. All right, well, let's talk Casey Thompson. Um, okay, we, we just saw, heard Shawnee. that play, and I'll be honest, guys. When when he came out of the gates, he I knew he had ability, but he was better sip than than I was even thinking. I, Whole game, I thought. I mean, I get it. I get it. He didn't play that well late, but I didn't. He still was always in command. I thought. And he and he's he's I always say it, he's mature twenty three years old and he you can tell he's not going to get rattled he prides himself on that mm-hmm. and yeah he he was he reads defenses well he read the defense well made great decisions snap decisions in fact let's I'll just say it this way if there's a reason why I don't think this thing will unravel he if there's reasons he would be in the top four. Top three, probably. Yeah, I think they have something there. Yeah, I and I thought that especially early on, he was fantastic. Some of the balls that he was delivering and the authority in which he was running that offense, there was no second guessing. Like he knew where he <laughs> wanted to go with the ball, and he was fired in there. And had it not been for a couple drops, they would have been even better. So, you know, I thought that he was everything Nebraska needed him to be. Now, 
my issue was that in the second half, after Northwestern made some defensive adjustments, Nebraska wasn't able to to counter. And mm-hmm. you know, Northwestern's defense was able to take that game over, and it seemed like Nebraska once again fell into the trap of needing the quarterback to do everything. It was mm-hmm. the same with the last four years with Adrian Martinez, where he'd show flashes of being great, but then they'd put so much on his shoulders, mm-hmm. inevitably he would make those game-changing mistakes. And I think that happened to Casey, where they couldn't run the ball outside of a couple big plays, uh, and so that put everything on him. And then he lost his security blanket with Travis Volkolek, and I just don't know where the trust factor was with some of those other receivers that were on the field late. And so... You know, you could make the case that he tried to fit some passes into some tight windows that maybe uh, if he was getting a little bit more help from his supporting cast, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really my only criticism. Overall, I thought that he was more than good enough for Nebraska to win that game. Yeah. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washett, Stephen Sipple. We're talking offensive storylines, running the ball, guys. Anthony Grant has ability, and it's crazy for me to think that they really didn't want this guy at one point. And he, was, he came in as really a plan B, um, and then this DeAndre Jackson falls through. And DeAndre Jackson, remember that, Sean? Oh, Parker, boy. Parker Gabriel and I <laughs> lost a Saturday over DeAndre Jackson. You did. You did. I, mean, I, I was crucified on Twitter by people for – Crucified ba- on Twitter. Basically reporting the story that he was not eligible to report to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And then now Anthony Grant was going to move in this spot. Well, guess what happened? That's what freaking happened. All right, easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anthony, I thought Grant looked good. He's good. Good. I thought Northwestern has two better backs than anybody Nebraska has. Um, both those guys, I thought. I, I don't know. Anthony Grant with better blocking, I'd like to see him. Okay, well, we're going to see. I mean, it's one game, small sample size. We'll see now going forward what he has against Oklahoma. That's what I want to see. My knock on him was his inability to make guys miss, or at least enough. And that was the difference when you talk about Northwestern's backs being better. They Anthony made, Grant's 67-yard yeah, run. And there's and, no coincidence no, no, that he broke, he, broke, he broke the big one, and he, bro- or he, and he had a broken tackle. And he was able to get to the second level and use that speed. How many other times was he brought down on first contact? Well, on that sw- that pass in space, he made guys miss. Made some guys miss. So what I'm saying is that for if he's going to be that lead dog guy, he's got to do a better job. I mean, the, 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 there's no coincidence when he breaks a tackle – Big plays happen, and I don't think he made guys miss nearly enough to be that that alpha feature. Now, I'm sure he can be that guy, but with Nebraska's run blocking being what it is, he's got to do a better job of, of creating more plays a la Amir Abdullah style. you got to see more. I want to see more. It's just one game. Um, yeah, I mean, Amir, I don't think he's Amir. No, no. Um, and let's face it, that's if Nebraska's going to get back to where we all think – they should be. You have to have guys like Amir. They went Roy, Rex, Amir. Right. You have to get guys like that. You have to have guys. I always preach this. It gets old. And it's, got, it's been old for about 10 years now, actually. But you have to have guys like Randy Gregory and Amir Abdullah and Malik Collins. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maurice Washington had that kind of ability when he Stop. showed up. Okay, he broke 90-yard runs in college football games. How was he running between the tackles? What did that look like? To but he, didn't, he didn't do it. He still broke. Like the, col- the Colorado okay, to, the mean. Colorado game. Yeah, he was good on the perimeter. He, and he, so he'd be a good slot receiver. Just somebody that Sean, can... Sean, you tell me, tell me he's a good running back? No, I'm not saying he's a running back. I, okay. I, as an all-purpose. Okay, all-purpose. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You're listening here to be a good wide back. Okay, yeah, wide back. Let's. What about Ramir? I mean, every, speaking of wide, are you guys freaking out as much about Ramir Johnson not playing? I mean, that was kind of. I mean, there's. It seems like there's media members that are like just like furious that Ramir Johnson didn't play in this game, and you know, I, I, I was surprised, but it. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm know not furious, think. but the, I mean, it just seemed like the tone of why didn't Ramir Johnson play in this game? Well, I mean, they did build him up quite they, a bit. They did, and they, they say he's a great teammate. They too. coaches the coach. Well, and, and it is, it is puzzling though the way they did. I mean, I don't know. I we'll see him in this. It, game. Oh no, no, no. Let's let's just get j- drill down on it. Scott had a pretty good explanation yesterday. Scott Frost, when he said we he's practicing at two spots, and he got kind of lost. You know, they they had him working a lot at that slot in the slot probably not working as much at running back and he kind of got he got caught in the in-between which if you're Ramir Johnson you're well if I was Ramir Johnson that would be my exact issue that'd be my exact concern okay I, am I playing two positions or am I playing no positions at this point mm-hmm. you know I mean am I going to get used if you're playing two 
which one are you best at? Where where do they want to feature you? I don't know. Those questions, if I'm Ramirez, I'm, I'm, I want answers. Well, Gabe Irvin, too. I mean, there's yeah, he guys that he's healthy, too. He the fact play. that Jacquez Yant and even A.J. Allen took the Allen one surprised me. We knew we kind of knew, though, that he was going to play. But for him to be what his first snap was at the seven it's yard line. Seven. On the I very first shocked. collegiate game in Dublin, Ireland, backed up at your own seven. I mean, that's that's a spot. What was to his put long run? Did, did he actually have like a, you know, he had a decent run. like a five yard yeah. run? Like, I don't know, but Rob's right. Seven yard line, second half of that game. I that, that they obviously trust him at a high level. Either that or they just weren't. I don't know. They 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 got to trust him at a high level. Yeah, that was in a lot of things to watch this week against North Dakota. How they work those different backs and receivers. But uh, we'll continue this discussion. We're going to talk defensive storylines next. You're listening here to the Oscar Online Show. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Not up to our standard at all. Uh, the things that I don't need to fix, kids played really hard, uh, really good effort out there. Uh, a few missed tackles that we need to clean up. Tackled pretty well for the game, but a few missed ones that cost, cost us some yardage. A couple uh, you know, missed assignments, mental errors, whatever, uh, all levels of the defense throughout the game that cost us some yardage once again. And those are the things that I have to clean up. That's on me to get fixed, and I, I will get those fixed. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sibble, Robin Washett, that was defensive coordinator, Eric Shenander, before we get into defensive talk, make sure you check out Husker Online. Uh, we've got a new home at On3, and we've got an offer for all Nebraska fans. Uh, you can get the entire year of Husker Online for a limited time now that we have fully have launched an On3 for $1. Yes, that's right. No strings attached. Put in your information. Pay $1. You get access to Steve Sipple, Robin Washington, myself, Abby Barmore, Grant Hansen, Greg Peterson, um, the entire Husker Online team. Um, it's a special promotional deal. Thousands have already taken advantage of this. In fact, we've grown our number larger than we've ever had before. So it's your time as well to take advantage of this on Husker Online. But let's talk defensive storylines. And Robin, what was the total missed tackles? 14? Was that the pro football that was focus? Pro football I think focus. it was. Yeah, that I think was it was pro 14. Focus, yeah. And with the most alarming thing of that, I think well, eight of them were from the inside linebackers between Henry. And those have and to Reimer. be the guys that make the tackles. Yes. And so, you know, there was some really glaring numbers that if you go to our pro football focus defensive grade outs, uh, those missed tackles jump off the page. And we, I mean, we should look at how bad that run defense was down the stretch. Um, the more, Northwestern's ability to turn. One to two, one to three yard runs into eight, nine, twelve yard runs was the was the story of the game, and those missed tackles, especially some really glaring ones on third down, uh, were a big part of them being able to take that game over. You heard a couple of Nebraska coaches, the ones that matter the most in this case, Frost and Eric Chenander. Chenander said they missed a few tackles. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, have you noticed that Frost did that too? They said that overall the tackling was good and. Anybody else you talked to that watched that game? Uh, That'd be like me losing like thousands of dollars in the casino. <laughs> yeah, I lost a little money. I got a couple. Won a couple of hands. Yeah, I don't. Under, I, now, there's. <laughs> I get it to a certain extent. There's not, you know, some people a missed tackles in the eye of the beholder. I guess right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes what I would count as a missed tackle, somebody else wouldn't. So some of it probably comes down to that. But 155 of the rushing yards for Northwestern came after first contact. They averaged 3.3 yards per carry after contact was made. That ain't going to get her done, boys. Not in this league. I mean, think about the last five games. I put Illinois in there. Illinois can run the ball. Oh, yeah, they can run the ball. That's Bielema's deal. Brett Bielema loves to beat Nebraska, too. (laughs) And he loves to run it at them. So the last five games are, what are we talking about? Illinois, Minnesota, (laughs) Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. Iowa. They're they're all merciless. They will run it until you prove that you can't stop. And all of these coaches would love to just jam it up Nebraska. Well, that's how you do it, too. That's a big flex. You know, what, 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 what year was it when Riley was here and Wisconsin came in here and took over the fourth quarter, ran the ball every single play of mm-hmm. their fourth That's quarter? That's basically when um, Moose was hired, like right after that game, right? 
I don't know. Or the Ohio State game. That was the Ohio State game. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't remember it that way. But I, I just remember, I remember that uh, that that receiver for Wisconsin took a pass on a crossing route that got him going, and then they just said, "Okay, now for now, now we're going to run it. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to now, now we're they're not going to stop us, and we're going to run." That's big. That's what he's doing. That's what Northwestern Ten. did. They said they, they can't did. stop us from running the ball, and they're just going to hammer them right between the tackles. And Nebraska, they would miss tackles, or they take themselves out of positions with bad uh, alignments and bad reads, misreads. And uh, you see some of the cut-ups where uh, you know, some kind of fundamental football, guys are just taking bad angles, not hitting the right blocks, and what should be minimal gain, gains are turning into big chunks. So and if you're Eric Shenander, that's got to consume you right now. Absolutely. Right? It's got to consume and you. Your most veteran, like, experienced leaders are the ones making some of the most glaring mistakes. That's an issue. What did you make of the calls coming in late? I, th- I thought that I was... I think there's only a couple. Yeah. That got uh, Sean, downplayed pretty quick. I got... Yeah, O'Shawn Mathis. Me and Sam were talking to O'Shawn Mathis after. And I think, Rob, you stepped in there. O'Shawn said it happened... He said, you know, and there's some calls that came in late. Then he, we, as we pressed it a little bit, he said there was just a few, but they led to big plays. And Newsom, Quentin Newsom, basically parroted that yesterday. There, there weren't that many, but the ones that yeah. came in late hurt. You just got to wonder with it was a unique setup. Like the coach's box was in like the far corner like of the, the end northwest zone. corner. So like in you know, normal games, they're directly right on top of the field. They can see the whole thing. Now you're in the corner trying to read the the opposing oh, offense yeah, or from that. the other end of the field. So that, that may have been some issues where they're trying yeah. to figure out even what they're looking at, and then that led to some That was calls. a brutal spot. I mean, if I'm Shenander, I'd be like, I'm yeah, just going to down s- the field almost. Well, you need somebody up high. But, yeah, that, that ha- and, and he's transitioned to be a in-the-box coordinator. That's kind of been his deal, and they've, been, they've played good that way. Yeah. Now, to be clear, though, guys and Abby, Northwestern had the same deal. It wasn't like Northwestern's yeah. box was in the middle of the Absolutely. field. They, 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 theirs was in the opposite corner. Um, so it, is, it, wasn't, it wasn't an advantage or disadvantage, but it was definitely a headache. Yeah, it was a factor that yeah. both sides had to adjust. Sides. How to. about the other thing that was eye-opening to me was the lack of pass rush. Nebraska, oh, yeah. God. Nebraska only blitzed a handful of times, meaning they really believed that their front four was going to win. Garrett Nelson, one pressure – and it wasn't on Skaronsky. He, he made an inside move on the left guard. And then O'Shawn Mathis was neutralized by the right tackle, but then they, they chipped him with the yeah, back. Almost on every play. And Caleb like, Tanner felt like a non-factor yeah, in that game. Yeah. Three tackles. They, they what they have Nebraska had one quarterback hurry or two and two quarterback hurry. O'Shawn had two. a lot of tackles, which that kind of I mean I was surprised I was surprised by that number. It just didn't feel like he had that kind of impact in the game. Yeah, he had a couple big hits. I know he got that one big hit on the perimeter uh, early on. That you're like, oh, there's O'Shawn. But then uh, it was few and far between after that. And I, I think it's telling though that Northwestern identified that we got to stop O'Shawn. We're going to chip him and we're going to let our, our guys go Garrett Nelson one on one. And so. You know, you don't want to put it all on one, on one player, put one pl- blame unnecessarily on one guy. But uh, for a guy in that role, you need more out of him. I mean, he's he's the face of that mm-hmm. defense. And you need you need those types of players to step up, especially when you're getting blocked one-on-one. Yeah, Ryan Holinsky never got touched. Touched. Not His one jersey hit. was cleaner than my shirt after the game. <laughs> he told not hard to the do. media after the game, <laughs> he goes, my offensive line, they're going to get Portillo's. They're going to get what it, Portillo's. Is What's a, Portillo's? It's an unbelievably good Chicago fast food restaurant that does hot beef sandwiches, Italian sausages, okay. French fries. Sean, Italian sausages. I, hot beef sandwich, <laughs> though. Robert and I went to Portillo's actually last time we were in Evanston, right? Yeah, it's like the, the Italian beef with the peppers and the – the juice, all that stuff. That's what. That's what. Sean Fantastic. Liked. But he goes. I'll, I'll tuck him in at night. I'll. Re- I'll read him a story. Whatever these guys want me to do, I'll do it for him because yeah, they, they were good. They kept me clean. And, yeah, they were excellent. Um, they it were was. Excellent. That was one of the craziest year over year improvements I've seen a guy make. Because last year against Kalinsky? Nebraska, he yeah. stunk. Yeah. Yeah. He now that, that, he what he did fling it too. I mean, he was decisive and he showed a strong arm. And they now I think a lot of that has to do with game plan. Yeah. If you're Nebraska was giving it to him. Yeah, and and I think he he seemed really confident and often that's a result of game plan. If a quarterback feels good about game plan, he's he just feels good. And you could tell he was going he was he was thrown with a lot of you know, assertiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew where he was going with the ball. 
and they had a good plan. They hit them underneath a lot. They hit Nebraska underneath. They didn't mess with the corners. The corners Nebraska's corners are excellent. They didn't mess with those guys. It's all they the linebackers. Went on, and safeties. And that that's, again, that's what we have to look for going forward. Teams are going to attack that. Mm-hmm. All right, when we come back, we're going to bring Abby Barmore-Brack into the discussion, uh, and we're going to introduce Sip to the first Husker Online mailbag. You're here listening go. here to the Husker Online Show. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. If things don't go, start going in the right direction, is there any point in time where you would consider stepping down? No, absolutely not. I love Nebraska. I'm going to fight, fight with the guys uh, as long as I can fight. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Steve Sipple, bringing in Abby Barmore to the discussion. And that, by the way, guys, that was the AP London writer, the Associated Press London writer. And he came right out for us with a sniper rifle, Sip. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, I guess it's a good question. There's a certain reality to it, though. Frost would forfeit millions of dollars if he stepped down. What if he said that? He goes... Why would I do that? <laughs> I'd say it would cost me a minimum of fifteen million. So no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no. Mike Mike Leach would say it like that. Yeah, yeah. But all right, well, this is the mailbag sip, and Robin yeah. Robin hasn't been on the mailbag for a while. I've done the mailbag alone for the last three months, God. and I've I've got welcome back. Sean. It's been fun though. I've done it from prison. They feed, they fed me well. I was good. Um, they move you around, or are you mostly in Venezuela? Oh, I, I, I had to go into some special cells for protection, but you know it, it was a fun <laughs> time. But did. yeah, we got a full mailbag, and Abby is got him queued up. Abby, what's the first question to lead us off with? Okay, our first question—it's kind of a doozy. What was the biggest disappointment from Nebraska's game against Northwestern? The offense running the ball or the linebacker play? Mm. Linebacker play. Yeah, linebacker play for sure. We just talked about the missed tackles. It's got to be that. Yeah, I think we're all in <laughs> accordance here. They just didn't look. Athletic in space. And the profile of those guys. Hold like, on now, though. They didn't. Nick Hitters got toasted okay, by now, some but big I'm making a distinction in. here. I didn't think Reimer was that bad. No, he, Reimer played all That's right. That's what I'm saying, Rob. I thought Reimer was okay. Well, and then he the, had the second most missed tackles behind Nick Henrich. Was Henrich, well, second he, was Henrich healthy? <laughs> he had his hand wrapped. He didn't have as many as Henrich. <laughs> <laughs> See? I was right. You were right. You were right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the, the running game was certainly disappointing. But that's uh, with a new offense, new line, new players, like that's to be expected. What we thought we knew was that the inside linebacker play was going to be much better. I agree. Now, I do think Reimer made plays early, though, and and he not did. all of them early. He, he made faster. plays. Yeah, he made plays. All right, what do you got next, Ab? Did you think that the offensive line play would be as bad, though? As bad. Well, again, distinction. Their pass blocking was okay. Run blocking I thought would be better. I thought, I thought they'd be a good run blocking unit, and I thought pass blocking would be suspect. Well, I was completely wrong as usual. We were led to believe, <laughs> though, that this new style of line was going to be like a group of monster trucks just colliding and blowing bodies up. And mashers. Yeah. And it, it, I just didn't see the mash. And maybe it was the play calling, how Whipple came out. It, it just never took on that identity It's how I would say it. Yeah, and you know that's the big question going forward: is can they have some balance offensively where the traditional running game can be consistently effective, or at least more effective than it was? That's that's got to happen. The biggest question marks are really problematic. Uh, I mean, their front seven—that's seven, how you win in the Big Ten. Yeah, the front seven on defense and the offensive line. Other if I were a fan, that's the thing that would incense me the yep. most. All right, what's next? Do you think that Mark Whipple should have ran Thompson more? No. Have him carry no. the ball more than just one time? It's <laughs> uh, a funny discussion. We, you know, the big knock on Adrian was, we don't have a running quarterback anymore. Hurrah. Then the, they lose a game, and the, the, one of the big narratives in the first press conference with Frost is, hey, maybe we can run the quarterback more. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. I think if there's like seven or eight yards that are just free yards, that's when he has to decide to maybe take those yards. Sure, sure. Um, but – He's not, they're not going to run the, like the designed that. runs. No, the, the, no, that's not his strength. It, remember Adrian, it was like they'd empty out the backfield. And I mean, you kind of knew what was going to go on at that point. I was like playground, 
Now, I think there's things you can do, and Whipple kind of hinted at this uh, on Wednesday, was you can have some packages. You can incorporate Logan Smothers more into that equation where you can have that QB element without taking the toll on your number one guy. So mm-hmm. I, I would be, wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit more of that over these next couple weeks. Yeah, you know what? I mean, there's a very obvious part of this conversation. They do have depth at quarterback. So it's not like you it. you have to completely worry about Casey going down. I mean, you, you have some pretty good guys behind him. And Logan can run. Yeah. yeah. Smothers coming in for just one play. It was a good play, but it was kind of random that that was it. You know, like yeah. that felt like it was random. I, I know Frost and Whipple have, have a good dynamic, so they, they say, but that felt like a head coach saying, hey, why don't you go with Logan here and, and see if we can kind of get things. I mean, that that felt like his influence. <laughs> over Maybe. Over, Maybe. I don't, we don't know that. No, though. we don't. We, we won't know. But, yeah. uh, what do you have next? Sipple, early in the, earlier in the show you said that Casey Thompson was one of the three reasons that you thought that this season might not unravel. What are the other two reasons? I'm glad you asked. Abby, um, <laughs> call you out. So no, that's fine. Casey is a big one. Whipple is a big one, and I heard more of that today. He's he's very calm. He's calming because he's sixty five. He's seen everything, so he does not over. He's not overreacting to anything. And he won't over. So he won't won't overreact in word or the way he calls a game. And then the other, the third thing's intangible. I just think this team, I. I think it's a, it, when Frost says it's a tight team, a good leadership team, I believe that. I, I believe in, in someone like Garrett Nelson to keep everything on the tracks, not have it jump off. Like, what am I talking about, Abby? 2017, when, when they just were getting ramrodded for the last part of the year. Games they, they, were over at kickoff. They weren't, yeah, they weren't even close. I, I just don't see that happening. And I think the favorable schedule is still there. Uh, if yeah. Nebraska can figure out all these issues right. we've been talking about, you know, they still have an opportunity to where this isn't the schedules of the last few years, where um, especially the first half of that. I think there's still opportunity there to stockpile some wins and gain some momentum to where maybe you evaluate those back five games a little differently than you do right now. I'll, I'll tell you this, though. I will say this, and I'll write this later. To this week, and I ran into Eric Chenander after practice today. He was walking out of the stadium. The thing I'm a little concerned about right now, and, and it's not just the conversation with Eric. It was seeing Garrett Nelson after the game, hearing Caleb Tanner at the press conference. The guys are a little startled. The, the players are a little, like, they're surprised by this. Like, they, they didn't get they, home once. They, well, didn't, they didn't win an up-front block once. They were confident is what I'm saying. Yeah. And and here they are now dealing with all this. This is not what – I just don't think they expected this at all. Nope. Now, how will they handle it? They're, I think they're a little shell-shocked. And now you got to get over that fast. Fast. I don't know on Wednesday as, as we, you know, as we sit here. I don't know if they're over it. It's, they got a couple days here where they got to get over it. All right, taking questions in the mailbag. Abby, we have time for two more. What do you have? What position group can we realistically expect to have the most improvement over the next couple of weeks? You almost got to say offensive line. I mean, I, I think they're going to keep do getting – you expect it? They have to get better from how they played. I mean, I, I can't imagine them getting worse unless guys are injured. Um, but I think running back would be another one that I think will make a big jump. Rob? Yeah, I would say uh, defensive front seven. I'll, I'll narrow it down to D-line. I mean, they could, for one, they couldn't be much worse. And I think that once they get that rotation figured out a little bit more and know what guys can do, I mean, Ty Robinson playing 70-some snaps, that's not good. And so 71. they got to be able to uh, balance that out a little bit more and keep guys fresh. And I still think that there's better talent than what we saw to where they should be able to hold up at least some degree better than what we saw on Saturday. I'm with Sean on the offensive line, except I just say it a different way. That's the offensive line. Those That configuration of five guys, is that's together for the first time. And mm-hmm. it, the, the, they'll get better as they play with each other in game situations. But it's got to happen now. It's got to happen fast. There's got to be incremental progress, and those increments got to be pretty significant. Final question of the mailbag, Abby Barmore. We talked a lot about the Ireland trip, but what was your favorite part? Go ahead, guys. You enjoyed it more than I did. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) If if you know what I mean. Greg might have enjoyed Ireland the most. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) But um, I I think just seeing 
Nebraskans everywhere and, and the, the reactions of locals. I mean, being in Temple Bar, which is like the, the pub district of downtown Dublin. And, you know, Rob and I were up with a friend in his um, in his uh, Airbnb they had and he had like a Bluetooth speaker and he was just blasting Nebraska fight song music across the square. Just just the just the way Nebraska invaded that place like it was Ames, Iowa, but it was overseas. You know, it was it was remarkable. I'll never forget that. I've been to all these games the last 20 some years. And the fact that we went over 4,000 miles and it was still like that there, it was really cool. Yeah, definitely the most memorable Nebraska football road trip I have ever been on and probably will ever go on. We'll see what happens over the next few years. But beyond that, just seeing Ireland for the first time, getting out of the city. Like when we went up to Hoth, uh, which is a little uh, peninsula port town, did a little hike and was able to look over uh, the the, Dublin Bay and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, like that sort of stuff, like I love that stuff. And so... The you know vacation tourist element along with the you know work football element uh, combined to be an unforgettable experience. Uh, you know, it sounds a little cliche, but you guys can bag me on this. I, I Irish people are interesting, and they're super kind. Yeah, everyone was so nice. Yeah, they. they it wasn't just, and it wasn't just because they knew we were there for football. They didn't, most people didn't know I was there for football. They no. didn't. Most people, I, I don't know how you guys represented it to people, but it wasn't like Dublin, like was all in on this game. I didn't feel that. Like people I'd be like, I'm here from Nebraska for this football game. And some people are like, what? What are you talking they about? They don't even know where Nebraska is at. They didn't know what was going you, you're on. You're like, oh it's by Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> but they were incredibly kind. And I Irish people are interesting to me because they got a great sense of humor, but it 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 doesn't take long for it to go pretty dark. <laughs> I mean, they have Maybe a, those are just your conversation. They, no, no, they have a dark. There's a dark sense of humor there. You saw it with Ed. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it doesn't. Ed, our driver, they, they're funny, but it it can turn into dark humor pretty fast. Snow White, definitely. definitely. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Though. Ed Ed brought it out right away. Yeah. Um, in the parking garage, he picks he us did. up and he yelled. He called. Well, some guy was driving the wrong way and he goes, "Okay, Snow White." Yeah. Um, I think guy was gray. I mean, I think that's what he's doing. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun, guys. Um, Abby, it's great to be on. Uh, have you in the mailbag? Sip. Yeah, Sean, it's great to be with you. Every week, you're on. This will be the team on the Husker Online show. We're back. We're in full force. Check us out at HuskerOnline.com. We've got a great offer for all Nebraska fans. Get the first year of Husker Online on the On3 Network for just $1. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. 